From the great American Pacific Northwest, greetings and welcome to the Parachronical Almanac. I'm Jonathan Hawk. Well, I hope you're having a wonderful week, and we have a lot to cover in this episode. From a, a large batch of CIA files released on the subject of UFOs in relation to the 180-day disclosure timeline set by Congress, to a celestial mystery at the center of one of our nearby galaxies, and a couple of UFO stories to boot as well. But before we get to the news, don't forget to like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our little show to help us grow. And we're still looking for stories from you, particularly strange trucker stories, paranormal or otherwise, so give us a call on the Parachronicle hotline at 818-570-0126 if you'd like your story featured on a future episode. That's 818-570-0126. Save it in your contacts. Or you can always email me at hawk at theparachronicle.com. That's H-A-W-K-E at theparachronicle.com. And with that, let's dive on in. And this week's lead story comes to us from Lad Bible. The CIA has just declassified all their files on UFOs. The CIA has made all of their documentation and records on UFOs public ahead of the government's official report coming in less than six months. The massive document dump came after U.S. President Donald Trump signed a $2.3 trillion coronavirus relief and government funding bill into law in December, which kicked off a 180-day countdown for U.S. intelligence agencies to inform Congress on what they know about UFOs. Who knows how the two are linked, but they are. The records containing CIA files on unidentified aerial phenomenon, otherwise known as UAP, can be downloaded as a PDF file from The Black Vault, a privately owned database of declassified records with some reports dating all the way back to the 1980s. Among the reports include bizarre stories including mysterious explosions and alleged contact with extraterrestrials. According to Futurism, the database is the passion project of the Black Vault's founder, John Greenwald Jr., who said that he's been suing the CIA to release its UAP records for decades. Quote, Around 20 years ago, I had fought for years to get additional UFO records released from the CIA, said Greenwald. It was like pulling teeth. I went around and around with them to try to do so, finally achieving it. I received a large box of a couple thousand pages and I had to scan them in one page at a time. The Black Vault blog notes that while the CIA claims to have released all documents on the file, there's no way to confirm whether or not other documents are out there. Quote, researchers and curious minds alike prefer simplicity and accessibility when they look at data dumps such as these, Greenwald said. The CIA has made it incredibly difficult to use their records in a reasonable manner, he said. They offer a format that is very outdated, a multi-page TIFF, and offer text file outputs, largely unusable, and that I think they intend to have people use as a search tool. In my opinion, this outdated format makes it very difficult for people to see the documents and use them for any research purpose. Greenwell added that the first UFO information to be declassified under FOIA laws came in the 1970s and 1980s, but after this period, it became exceptionally difficult to obtain information from the government regarding extraterrestrial phenomenon. Plain and simple, the public has a right to know, Greenwald said. 
When I began researching nearly 25 years ago at the age of 15, I knew there was something to this topic. And yeah, Greenwald's been around for a really long time and has done extraordinary work. If you have a chance, go to the Black Vault website. Uh, I'm actually currently scouring through these documents that he's obtained. It's, I believe, thousands of pages of, of what he's converted into PDFs, or I'm not sure if that's how they were provided originally from uh, a disc. But take a look. Start looking through them. You never know what you're going to find in there. Um, I've looked. I haven't seen anything too uh, smoking gun-ish yet. Mostly around uh, sightings and a lot of international, almost like news briefs that were obviously being passed around the CIA. And whether they're disinformation or not, I don't know who's to say. But uh, yeah, I'm still looking through them, and I encourage you to do the same. And if you do see anything, I uh, reach out, let us know, uh, or talk to Mr. Greenwald. But hopefully you let us know too, because we'd love to report out on what you found. And speaking of UFOs, a lively debate has erupted on social media over a video that appears to show an unidentified flying object last week over North Carolina's Outer Banks. This from the News and Observer, headline, Video of Glowing Object Behind Outer Banks Lighthouse Sparks UFO Debate. What is it? It looks a lot like a meteor, but photographer Wes Snyder says that's only because he sped the video up. The object also appears to have corners in some time-lapse photos. Snyder, who is well known in the Carolinas for coastal photography, shared the video on Facebook and YouTube in hopes of getting sensible explanations. The result has been 300 plus comments, 600 shares, and 1500 reactions. The video was recorded at around 10.30 p.m. on January 7th, he says. Quote, I spent a night at the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse shooting time-lapse photos in order to create an upcoming video. While I was looking through my footage, I realized there was something in the video that I couldn't explain, he wrote on Facebook. It's much larger than your typical plane appears, and it's moving faster, way faster than the clouds. Snyder says the best explanation is that it may just be space junk or a satellite burning up in the atmosphere. But Facebook commentators seem to agree it's likely not a meteor or a shooting star. Some say it's clearly extraterrestrial, while others suggest something more ghostly, tied to thousands of, of mariners who have died in Outer Banks shipwrecks. Quote, that area is sacred ground. I've always felt that way. The graveyard of the Atlantic, one woman posted on Facebook. I've seen a lot of weird things on the coast at night, another one wrote. A spaceship... Aliens crash landing? There is no other possible explanation, one woman guessed. North Carolina's coast is well known for reporting UFO sightings. Large segments of the Outer Banks are undeveloped, and the lack of light pollution allows for extended viewing of the night sky. Add to that the ocean-reflecting light, and you have a perfect mix for strange sightings. Experts believe some of the suspected UFOs reported off the coast were actually military exercises, which often employ a mix of aircraft and flares. Still others may have been the elaborate lights on fishing trawlers, experts say. Some commenting on Snyder's video say it was probably a military craft, like a U.S. Coast Guard helicopter. I'm just happy to see the response, as it validates that I'm not crazy and that I captured something unique, Snyder told McClatchy News. I've seen tons of planes, meteors, shooting stars, satellites in my time lapses before, and this just didn't act like anything I've ever seen before. I figured and hoped that the online community would give me some better ideas of what it could be, and 
it's been fascinating to see all the various guesses and responses. I always love when I capture something I can't explain, said Mr. Snyder. And this from the New York Post, supermassive black hole at the center of distant galaxy has gone missing. Experts have been left astonished after a supermassive black hole, which was thought to be in the middle of a distant galaxy, has gone missing. The bright cluster galaxy A2261 BCG appears to have lost its black hole, and some scientists think it could now be floating through space. This would be the first example of a recoiling black hole. It means a powerful force in the galaxy may have ejected the supermassive black hole and sent it somewhere far away. The mystery space event was spotted by researchers from a few universities in North America. Almost every galaxy in the universe is thought to have a, a giant black hole at its center, including our own, the Milky Way. A study led by Dr. Kahan Gultekin from the University of Michigan has published a study about recoiling black holes in the American Astronomical Society Journal. Dr. Gultekin had been studying galaxy A2261 BCG when he noticed the signs that the black hole was missing. He told Motherboard, I was very skeptical and thought we would see something at the very center, but that turned out to not be the case. The team have also considered that the black hole could still be hiding somewhere in the galaxy that is hard to detect. The force powerful enough to eject a black hole could be two supermassive black holes colliding together. Supermassive black holes have never been observed merging, so finding evidence of this would be groundbreaking. Dr. Gultekin and his team now hope that NASA and the European Space Agency will focus more research on this galactic mystery. And if you happen to have $2 million laying around, I may have an interesting proposition for you. This from the Caledonian Record in Massachusetts. The site of the Lizzie Borden double murder has been listed for sale. From Fall River, Massachusetts, the Massachusetts home where Lizzie Borden's father and stepmother were murdered with an axe has been listed for sale. The three-story Fall River house that has been converted into a museum and bed and breakfast was listed for sale online at an asking price of $2 million, according to the Boston Globe. Borden was charged and acquitted for the murders. The murders were never officially solved. The listing agent and part-time tour guide at the museum, Suzanne St. John, said the owners are retiring after 15 years and that the sale is a, quote, turnkey opportunity. The potential buyer would own the home, the bed and breakfast website, intellectual property, and merchandise sold at the museum. We're hoping that someone will come in and buy it and keep it as the bed and breakfast and for tourists, St. John said. It's one of the most visited tourist attractions in New England. It's well known all over the world. And on a normal year, you have people that come in from all over. Last year, another one of Borden's homes, a seven-bedroom home known as Maplecroft, was listed on the market and is actually still for sale, St. John said. The listing for the site of the double murder says that both homes can be purchased together. So $2 million seems to be a killer price, to me anyway. That is, if you can hack it as a B&B owner. And this from News Talk WBCK 95.3 Battle Creek, Michigan. Strange night sightings continue in Allegan County. Just weeks after multiple unexplained sightings of a huge fireball crashing into a lake, another Allegan County resident comes forward with strange sighting. Here we go again. The last week of December, residents claim to have seen a huge fireball ripping across the sky, crashing into Little John Lake, followed by a loss of electricity, or in some cases, 
electricity flicker. Now an Allegan County resident and her daughter are stepping forward with their own unexplained sighting, stating the following on the Allegan County informed social media page. Quote, at 10.45 p.m. January 9th, my daughter and I were traveling 34th Street towards 108th Avenue, and we saw this green light going toward the field to the right of us as it traveled like a, a shooting star but was way closer to the ground. Did anyone else see this? While many of the replies with theories are as funny as you might imagine, at least one other person claimed to see something similar at the same time but near Swan Lake in Cheshire Township, which is also in Allegan County. The resident who stepped forward with the sighting stated that her daughter was pretty freaked out by the sighting, understandably. So given all this recent activity, what is going on in Allegan County? And for those of you out there who are listening to this, if you happen to live in the area, have you seen this? Have you heard anything from neighbors or friends that live there? Let us know. And finally, did you see the Christmas star last month, as we noted here several times on this show? Another astronomical event referred to as the Triple Conjunction was visible in the sky this past weekend as well. From January 9th to 12th, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn were visible in the southwestern sky. The celestial event is known as the Triple Conjunction, which means two planets and a third planet meet each other in the sky for a short period of time. Well, shortly after sunset on January 9th, if you looked above the southwestern horizon, if you could just imagine that, and you'd have, you'd have Mercury to the left of Saturn and Jupiter positioned just above Saturn. NASA wrote, from Friday evening to Monday evening, the planet Mercury appeared to pass first by Saturn and then by Jupiter as it shifted away from the horizon, visible each evening low in the west-southwest sky and setting before the evening twilight ended. According to Space.com, all three planets fit within the field of view of binoculars. Mercury and Saturn will be a challenge to see within the evening twilight, except for sky watchers at the southerly latitudes, where the sky will darken faster. Well, if you missed it this past weekend, don't worry. The planets will form a triple conjunction again on February 13th, according to NASA. Sky watchers should find an unobstructed view of the horizon and begin stargazing no later than 45 minutes after sundown. And don't forget next month, next month being February, the Mars rover Perseverance and its companion Heladrone Ingenuity will be touching down on the 18th of that month. And so I would imagine that there's a lot of excitement at NASA and JPL and other companies and organizations that have been involved in this mission, and probably a lot of nerves too, because it takes so long to develop these things and so much teamwork and really the length of time it takes to get from Earth to Mars. Man, that's, that's, a, that's a long waiting period. But nevertheless, we wish them luck, and yeah, very excited to see all of the discoveries that hopefully come from this mission, this new mission to Mars. Well, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. Don't forget to reach out if you see something unusual in the sky or someplace else. Or if you have an interesting story to tell, you can always call our hotline at 818-570-0126 or find us at www.theparachronicle.com. And please like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our little program and help us grow. And until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and know that here on Earth and in the universe, we are not alone. For the Parachronicle Almanac, 
I'm Jonathan Hawk.